This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Here's the thing, man. It's pay now or pay later. Like at some point in your life, you got to do the fucking work, whether it's in the beginning or later. For me, I set up my life so that I don't have to, you know, work later. Scarface, isn't it? First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. My dad made a ton of money and he built this crazy house. He never had all the cool toys. Like, he didn't have the fast car. He didn't have the fucking nice watches. He just didn't have all the shit that I kind of cared about, you know? The thing about me, I always thought I was going to be rich. I didn't know how. I just always thought I was going to be successful. What was that moment for you, do you think, looking back? Poker, 2015. I beat this one dude for like 54 million. I had money coming in from every fucking direction, so. How do you actually meet girls at this point? Because do you just regular DM people like the rest of us or what? Chasing women shit is for the birds, bro. Like the shit I've seen, I mean, bro, these girls are wild these days, man. Yeah, for me, I expect a girl to fuck me straight away. Like, and I don't look down on her for it. I think I'm a prize. Like, I think I'm a good dude, right? Like, if I was a chick, like, you know, I'd probably fuck me. So I'm like, I have an obligation. Like, if a hot girl wants to fuck me, I almost feel like obligated as a man to fuck her. If you could get it anytime you want, you wouldn't value it as much. So do you not value it? I don't value it as much anymore because I can get it so much. Right now, like the level of effort that I would put in to get a piece of pussy is pretty fucking low. <laughs> so we do test shoots at the house like once a week because there's so many girls that are catfish now. With the Facetune 2, they can fucking edit their videos. Yeah. Dude. It's so crazy, man. Like a lot of the bigger Instagram girls actually really aren't even that hot because they get lazy. They're getting paid all this money. And for them, it's like, oh, do I work out or do I just face to my fucking gut? I got a fucking goal. I'm going to do whatever the fuck it takes to accomplish it. And then after that, I think I can become president. This week on the True Jody podcast, just trying out some food with Dan Bilzerian. Standard. <laughs> yeah. Just this is very on. much a food review uh, slash we're, we're, we're big on food reviews on the show. We love to see. So we do want a little bit of an update as we're going because, uh, you know, I, I like your taste in women. I'm sh- pretty sure I like your taste in food. So let's let's see how we go. They seem sli- similar. We're so- looking at some I'm lean. I'm just trying to get my arms like yours, bro. <laughs> We're looking at some lean chicken and rice here. That looks like the villain from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> he says that. Really get, like Ricky Gervais said the same thing. He just kept looking across and going... He's a big motherfucker, isn't he? <laughs> we got the beard game on point for this. I think this might be the strongest beard game podcast in the history. It's just three guys with great beards. This is it. I mean, it's punching a little bit there, if I'm honest with you. It's starting. Sure. Getting there. Yeah. Keep trying. Yeah, well, you Fine. can only try. Um, it's been a long day of interviews for you, though. It has been, yeah. Do, I just just fucking battled with the fucking BBC chick. Yeah. So what happened there? Oh, man, she just went down the road of 
misogyny and fucking blah blah blah. And just was she misogynistic? The BBC eh? love her, love Bro, that though, don't they? They were going at it, but I was firing right back. Really? Because fuck them. Yeah. I hate cunts like that. So, I mean, you're putting more women in jobs than her, and, fucking, and you're the misogynist. The you're the fucking misogynist. <laughs> that's so mate. crazy. Joke, mate. I suppose huh? there's a load of people who work for this vape company as well, hey, Dan? Uh, <laughs> Put her in a bikini, make her a millionaire. That's not the way it works. So you've just not the way it works. Then. Not the way it yeah. works. Not the way it works. Little. Do you enjoy that? What's that? Do you enjoy the, the sort if someone comes in and they're like, I'm going to nail this to take you down and shit. Honestly, man, like, I've heard all that shit, so... And I don't really give a fuck, so, no. I mean, people want to ask me a bunch of crazy questions. I don't even mind. Like, I mean, the thing about me is, like, my shit's so out there that I don't really have anything to hide, you know? So there's, there's no, like, real, like, you know, they're not going to, like, nail me on something, you know? You never get that, though. Like, you know how some celebrities get exposed? That's no the thing. Like, even you, bought, you can't expose me because my shit's out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are you going to say? Your Instagram is the thing they normally post to expose you. Yeah, so that's like, the okay, thing. Really? They norm- normally people post the photos you post on there and go, got him. There's you know? some celebrities who are bulletproof, like 50 Cent. Like, you don't fuck with 50 Cent. He Shot will annihilate times. you. Like, yeah. you can't touch him. And, like, with you, it's like, oh, I, I went back with Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, we had dirty sex and he tripped me like shit and didn't call me again it's like it's Dan Bilzerian like what were you expecting the romance of the Titanic isn't happening here he's getting rid of you onto the next place (laughs) goodbye alright I guess uh, like do you ever just get sick of doing interviews in general just kind of yeah I fucking hate interviews I normally don't do them that's what I love to hear on an interview fucking love it no I very rarely do interviews I do appreciate the time mate I enjoyed the Joe Rogan one yeah what was the response like from that because you really this weird thing where you got all these fucking Instagram followers, but no one really knew what you were like until that podcast. What have people been like since then? It's been positive. I mean, look, I just keep it real, man. So, like, my interviews are just, you know, just be whatever. I don't prepare for them. I just, you know, just answer the questions, you know, honestly. And it is what it is, you know. So, back in the day, you were obviously a ladies' man anyway. You enjoyed that kind of lifestyle. Well, not always. Not in high school, not in the military. Really? No. Didn't really get a lot of push in the military. Not in high school either. High school is tough, man. Yeah. Went to five different schools, so I was like, you know, I was popping around. I got thrown in jail my senior year, so like, didn't really have a senior <laughs> What do you year. go to jail for? That was petty shit. All right. Like, machine gun in the car. Yeah. You've this always had a theme on our podcast. Like so, so this is sort of like making up for lost time a little bit, is it? Do you think you're like, oh, now who's the fucking daddy? Mm, I mean, I could have probably used that excuse like a while back, but I think we've like... <laughs> I think you've exceeded that yeah, a little bit. Five years ago, maybe it was enough. <laughs> yeah, now it's just like, man, I think I might be a sex addict, bro. Yeah. No. This is your intervention. Yeah, we're, yeah. I'm taking over from here. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. Pass the mantle. Yeah. I got the beard. I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. The, the, you, the staff downstairs said, "Oh, you bought a blow-up version of Dan Bilzerian." No, but if you ever need a backup and you're just like, "I'm fucking tired," just I'll give you my number. I'll I'll tag in. It's fine. <laughs> I could have tapped you last night, man. <laughs> Much no. more than I could handle. But this is the. How, how do you actually meet girls at this point? Because. I mean, I guess they, is it contact me through Instagram or what? what is it these days? Do you just regular DM people like the rest of us or what? No, I never slide in the DMs. Okay. I, um, I don't like that because it fucks up the dynamic. Like when a girl's chasing you, it's way better because you can kind of like push away, push away, push away. 
And then when they finally fuck you, they feel like, oh, like I got the prize. Like, you know what I mean? They're stoked about it. That's so weird when you become the prize as a man. Like, no, but that's the thing. Like, that's you gotta flip. You gotta flip that on its head because it's like chasing women. Shit is for the birds, bro. And once you do that, like, once you tell a girl how interested you are in her, then it automatically, like, subconsciously makes her slightly less interested in you. And then they're like looking for reasons why to disqualify you or why they shouldn't hook up with you because they know they got you. Do you not think this is a new thing though? Because tinder and social media and all of this like all of a sudden men's options have changed so like back in the day well, I the guess- options haven't changed but the access has changed that's the well, difference yeah. now you have access now now any girl that wants to fuck any celebrity they have access to them and that was not true you know 10 years ago right like if a girl wants to dm you know whatever brad pitt or i don't actually i don't know if he has social media but most of the guys have the social media right i bet he's on there now after getting rid of angelina yeah, yeah. yeah fucking started an instagram account up you should um but it wouldn't i mean he's probably a bad example i don't even know if he has an ig but the point is that you know most a-list celebrities now have an instagram and so if a girl wants to hit them up and wants to hook up with them they can just DM them directly. They don't have to go through an agent. They don't have to deal with, you know, whatever they used to have to do or, you know, it would be set up. And so you can do it with a lot more discretion and, you know, nobody would know. I mean, like, there's there's college chicks that have fucked, like, a bunch of celebrities and nobody even knows because it's kind of like on They're the, the good ones. They keep yeah. their fucking mouth shut. Yeah, and they got boyfriends and whatever, you know. Yeah. So, like, it's, it, like, the shit I've seen, I mean, bro, these girls are wild these days, man. And they got boyfriends, fucking, you know, fiancés, whatever, and they don't give a fuck. It's the craziest thing. Which country is wild? Like, you, because obviously you travel quite a lot, so you have access to a lot of international people, should we say. Uh, Where's the best pussy is what we're asking. That's a very crude way of putting it. I'm getting but it's it out definitely it. sort of... No, I mean, but I mean... I was I mean, thinking, who do you enjoy hanging out with? He's probably top five, to be fair. But, like, if you could narrow it down to three, I'll be accepted. <sighs> Where's the best pussy? Um, I mean... Honestly, dude, it's like it's hard to beat LA. I mean, LA is kind of like the mecca of where all the hot chicks go. Hot chicks go. <laughs> but like, if you were talking about a country where it's the hottest girls, I mean, Colombia's got to be up there. Venezuela's got to be. Yeah, Sweden's good. I don't know. Sweden, I've never been. Yeah, Sweden got to be good. Russia. You know what I mean? Saying like, there's, there's definitely like, you know, some of those like the Eastern Bloc. Um, so I guess you got to kind of narrow it down, but, and it also depends on what type of girl you like, you know, like if you like the big ass, then I guess that's Brazil's me. probably going to be your, yeah, if you, right. if you know any, sure. yeah, cause like, he is genuinely looking for, <laughs> yeah, if you like the huge ass, man, yeah, Brazil so is your fucking Brazil spot, bro. This podcast is sponsored by ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. 
Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. What do you, what do you think about internet dating? Because I think internet dating has become sort of like a... Uh, this is so similar to the BBC interview. No, it's, it's, weird. it's like <laughs> internet dating has put the power a lot more with men. Because back in the day, like, you know, we, we meet a girl in a bar, I guess when my parents were fucking around and that. And they, you, as a man, you kind of have to get her attention, go over, try. Like, it's a lot more work. Nowadays, as a man, you're just swiping. You're just swiping. And if she she isn't putting it out easily, just swiping. Like, things are changing where men are finding it a lot easier to just get women. And I think that, I don't know, like, romance is fucking dead for a start. Like, that's... I mean, well, here's... I, I got kind of a unique view on it. I, um... I don't believe in dating. Um... My whole thing is that the longer you wait to sleep with a girl, the more fucked up the relationship becomes because the guy is kind of pretending to be who the girl or who he thinks the girl wants him to be so he can get the pussy, right? And the girl is trying to be the best version of herself. You know what I mean? So it's not like a real... It's like PAs or something, isn't it? It's bullshit, man. It's like it's just acting, you know? And so the problem is the longer they act... Then when they do finally fuck and when they do start like actually hanging out, then it's like how long do they maintain this facade, right? right? Because the girls like claim like, oh, I've only hooked up with three guys and I'm not normally like this and blah, 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 <laughs> blah. And then a year down the road, you know, he finds, you know, out a bunch of shit about the girl or, you know, or she can't maintain her whatever her girlfriend, you know, spills the beans, whatever. But the point is when you fuck a girl straight away and she, especially when she has a boyfriend and there's just like nothing to lie about. It's like a more pure relationship and the foundation is better. But if you like spend those like whatever weeks dating, like meeting the fake version of her and she kind of like meets the fake version of you because you're trying to like, you know, do what you got to do to get laid. Right. So it's just an inauthentic interaction. And I feel like it takes you backwards, you know. But women are convinced, though. They're convinced that if they fuck you straight away or you're not going to like them anymore. And all that, true, it makes I no think, difference. I think that's true of guys that don't have respect for themselves mm-hmm. because if a guy doesn't respect himself, then if he fucks a girl straight away, he looks down on her for fucking him. For Even me, though he's like, done the same thing. Yeah, for me, I expect a girl to fuck me straight away. Like, and I don't, and I don't look down on her for it. I think I'm a prize. Like, I think I'm a good dude, right? Like, if I was a chick, like, you know, I'd probably fuck me. So I'm <laughs> like, I don't, I don't hold it against them. You know what I'm saying? I think guys that hold it against them are the ones that are insecure, you know? And so I, I, I don't, I don't look at it like that. Like I've dated a lot of girls. I slept with them the first night. So I don't, I don't ever hold that. Against if anything, them. it's a boat. Like it puts them up in my eyes. I'm like, Oh, she didn't make me fucking go through the tooth. Yeah, or, or to me, it's like, she's really into me and that's a turn on yeah. for me. Like I like, I want to be wanted. Yeah, exactly. If you don't I want like me, girl, what's wrong with you? Yeah, pet? Fuck you then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I like a girl that's really into me. If she's not into me, fuck it. There's plenty that yeah, are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The sex is better when a girl's super into me. So yeah. I don't even want to fuck a chick that's like on the fence. Like, yeah. you figure it out. Come back when you're when you're ready. When you, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, because the sex is gonna be better. Like, you know, I've I've hooked up with girls that are you know like fuck. They're coming in the first like minute because they're so stoked to be hooking up with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some sometimes like you hook up with a fan or whatever, and they're just like so happy to be there. And then the sex is good. And that's an ego trip as well. I bet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah course, I fucking love this shit. Yeah, of course. I catered my <laughs> that must have flipped at some point. You were saying before that that wasn't the, I guess the tap. That what you do you mean? Just took. So you know you were saying in high school you're not particularly uh, getting whatever you want. Same in the military. Was that down to you, or was that just down to your lifestyle at that point? What's the difference? And because you mean, know, a lot of the reason that I get laid, you know, a lot and easily is because of life setup. You yeah. know, it's not because I'm so good looking or I have great game or anything. Like I feel like I'm, you know, above average looking dude. But my game is probably like you know decent, but it's not right. like anything amazing. Um, the reason I get 
so much like top tier pussy is because of how I've set my life up, you know, and like the situations that I put myself in. And when you're at a party, and I learned this when I was in a fraternity, if you're at a party and you've got, you know, whatever, three, 400 girls and there's, you know, 40 guys, like they got to compete for you. Like, and if nobody shows them attention, like they almost got to fuck a guy to feel validated. So it, like it kind of flips the whole thing. It's like you always play gambling. You always play the odds and that's yeah, in your yeah. favor. Life is all about odds, yeah. bro. Life is all about, yeah. you know, calculated risk. It's about statistics and it's no different, you know, with the women. So if you've got, I mean, look, and it's, and it's fair. Like they got most of the time guys are competing for them. They're chasing after their ass or catering to them. They're buying them fucking presents. They're doing all this bullshit. Like, why shouldn't they chase us? You well, know, like... This is it. The fuck, man? It goes you both know? ways. Yeah, it should yeah. go both ways. It doesn't normally, but I make it go both ways. So, you know, I I make it to where they, you know, they got to put in some effort to get to me. Yeah. Life's so much better when you're successful. I found that. Right. Genuinely, yeah. Well, I wish I knew what Here's the thing, like. man. It's pay now or pay later. You know, the guy that was in high school, partied a bunch, got pussy, but didn't, you know, go to class or whatever dude might be pumping gas right now you know what I mean but the guy that busted his ass you know and not that this was my path I certainly didn't go down this path but you know the guy busted his ass went to college did well made a bunch of money now he can set up his life to where you know he can you know live better he doesn't have to make his bed he's got you know a chef to make him food he's got access to more women he doesn't put as much effort in but he had to put in efforts at some point you know what I mean like at some point in your life you got to do the fucking work whether it's in the beginning or later I just feel like it's better to front load it, do the work in the beginning. So for me, I set up my life so that I don't have to, you know, work later. I mean, I st you still got to work, right? But it's just in a different way. It's for me, it's, you know, I set up my life and that is it's work. It's the fucking Scarface, isn't it? First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. He fucking nailed it. He absolutely That's why it. that movie still resonates with uh, I love it. I love that, it. Um, that movie is so fucking good. Mate, it's the fucking, it's my fucking life, like, dream that I just, apart from when he gets shot at the end. I remember uh, when you said to me, it's it was funny now, country. though, man, because I'm, like, hanging out with these girls, and, you know, the girls I'm hanging out with, they're, like, you know, they're staying the same age, but I'm getting a little bit older. <laughs> and you just, like, you, you'll bring up movies like that, or you'll, like, quote a movie, and they'll just, like, not know what, what you're talking about. What the fuck is this about. old guy like, talking about? Like, no, but then they keep laughing, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Like, like, wait, what? You no, don't know what Scarface sure. is? Like, you haven't seen Heat? Like, no. Do you ever just sit back and just watch Scarface with someone and just kind of go, just... Oh, let, let, me, let me show you this for the mean? first time. You're going to love it. I did that with Rounders the other day. Right, yeah. I showed a girl That's a that classic. Movie. Bro, I've seen that movie, like, 200 fucking times. That seems like a real American classic, though. I don't feel like as many people know that in the UK. Well, I mean, it just, you know... It resonates so strongly with me because I was kind of like my poker career, you know? Yeah. Going broke, fucking putting on the line, like going into fucking, you know, kind of like um, you know, underground games and, you know, yeah. it's a whole thing. That's a weird thing about your poker career is like the stories are sort of legendary, but also it's not, none of it. So we've had like poker players on before who've been like world champions, but it's all televised. It's all, whereas you're playing... I guess other celeb type dudes and it, you know. That was my thing, man. I never wanted to be the guy on fucking TV showing everybody how good I was. I wanted to be the guy that people thought sucked that I could play with the rich guys. Like for me, it was, it was like the one thing in my life that wasn't about ego, mm -hmm. it was about bank account. And that's the scoreboard in poker. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just knew that I let people think 
but I had a big trust fund and that that's how I got all my money because that allowed me to get into those really good games. And so I capitalized on, you know, that and it's, you know, one more thing that was life setup. And that was actually, you know, one of the drivers for my Instagram was, you know, showing these guys how much fucking money I had. I'm hanging out with hot pussy. I'm doing all this dope shit. And it made them want to play poker with me more because, you know, people don't want to play poker with somebody who doesn't have a lot of money because a, you can't win a lot. B, they're less likely to fucking gamble and be fun. You know what I mean? Like and you become a scout as well. To say I, I beat Don Bilzerian yeah, is a big deal. It's a thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they want to, you know, they want to interact with you. They want to meet you. You know, it's a whole, you know. So, it, you know, there's it was multifaceted. It wasn't just about the girls. I mean, that's how it started. But there was other, you know, benefits for so sure. When I started like researching, obviously all your stuff on YouTube and that, there was one poker guy. I can't remember his name, but he really he wasn't fucking impressed with you. Like he was saying, "Oh, he's not that good at poker and all of this shit." I asked my my guy who is a world champ, and he said, uh, "All you need to be rich at poker is six people with money who are worse than you." That's a fucking fact. <laughs> and he goes, that dude and he knows goes, what he's talking about. I think he's telling the truth, although I, I don't know, but he was like, yeah. I, but um, so anyway, you, you, I guess the poker community, what are they like towards you? Because it was, seemed a bit like that on YouTube. Or do you not give a you know I don't listen. give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hang out with those motherfuckers. I could yeah. care less. Um, I mean, to me, I never really like. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com slash audio. I had friends that played poker, but I didn't really get into that like crowd that much i wasn't trying to be a grinder i wasn't trying to i mean i did my grinding in college i played online i did all that shit but i kind of like moved on from that mm-hmm. and um and for me it was about you know getting in the game of the celebrities the the producers the hedge fund guys and it was you know i didn't even want to be associated with poker players like i didn't want to hang out with them i didn't want to be seen with they're them. a odd bunch well, after well, watching no, that they're, they're, they're fine like you know there, there's like definitely some like smart dudes there's oh. definitely some cool dudes in the, in the in the crowd but i'm saying from a business standpoint i didn't want to be associated with that crowd because it was bad for my you know image and it was bad for me getting into those games i wanted to be the rich idiot i didn't want to be the guy that hung out with poker players like i didn't want people to think i was good these guys wanted, every, you know, these guys were like ego driven. They wanted everybody to think they were good. They, you know, it was just, a, I just went a totally different route, you know. And like when I started playing poker, I was like one of the first guys that played loose aggressive, and that's kind of like the adapted style nowadays, you know. And I was one of the first people that kind of pioneered that, and it and it was good for me for multiple reasons because a I played more hands, so I gave more action. It allowed me to get into more pots with the with the bad players and have more chances to exploit them, have more chances to you know get paid off on big hands, be less predictable. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons, but you know, my success was not an accident. That's for sure. Like none of this stuff was like you know oh like it just happened. You know, like this stuff was like proper planning. 
just same way he's getting laid, same way as, you know, making money, all this stuff. Like, it's, you know, it's a clear path. Like, I figure out what I want and then how to get there, so. I heard you had ADD on the Joe Rogan podcast. Do you I, I had what? ADD. Oh, attention deficit? Yeah. yeah. Is that... Has that helped you in any way towards all of this sort of Man, being focused on these things? I don't know, dude. I feel like almost everybody nowadays has ADD. I feel like it's like a function of just having like so much access and information at your fingertips. Like there's just, there's so much stimulus that you have with the cell phone and with the ability to fucking, you know, just get everything right there and instantaneously. You more than most people though. You've got everything at your fucking fingertips. Yeah, yeah. Is that overload sometimes where you're like, fuck, like I just got everything here. I need to like break from, I need to diet from life. It's tough, man. Yeah, you have so much like stimulus. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like when I was a kid, like we used to have to like go out and play. You know what I mean? It was just, like go play. Like, and that didn't mean like you had a fucking game. That didn't mean you had a fucking, you know, like, like a tennis racket and a court. That was just like, oh, go find something to do. And like kids nowadays, they've got fucking iPads, they've got this, they've got Netflix. You know, it's just like, it is an infinite amount of like, opportunities for them to like get stimulus so it's just a different generation i think because of that like when you don't have that stimulus like your mind is just racing because it's going so many different directions and that's why i think people like watch you know people play video games on twitch it's just because it's just like action 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 and they have you know like watching a movie to kids nowadays might be boring, you know, because there's just not enough. No, I, I've got mates who are like that. They cannot sit through a yeah. two-hour because they're used to YouTube where the editing's yeah. like crazy fast, and they're that's like, why these movies like Fast. The Godfather, fast they nine. can't sit through that. No, fuck no, no. they never make it to the end. But like Fast Nine, like worst fucking or Fast Eight or whatever the fuck the latest, like, worst fucking movie ever. So unbelievable, yeah. terrible, just nonstop action, action, yeah. action. But it's catering to our attention deficit disorder society, you know, and that's why they fucking pull the box office numbers that they do. I find people like you and like hyper successful people, though, these, these are the guys who they never switch off. Like, how do you switch off at this point? Because mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is that, that's the best way. Like, do you just chill the fuck out? What does it do to you? Um, I've never done mushrooms. It slows down time. It kind of like connects me more with nature. It allows me to have fun doing very simple things like just playing in the ocean talking to friends laughing about shit mm -hmm. laying on the beach yeah. going for a run whatever it's very going on a hike because um, some people might look at that and go I don't know you know the fucking BBC lot or whatever well why do you have to enjoy do mushrooms to enjoy that though do you know what it's I mean? not that you have to do it to enjoy it it's that you know you asked me how I kind of like how does it accentuate them does it just really it make just, you appreciate it well it slows down time and it really like connects you with nature and so um, it makes you not want to look at a cell phone. It makes you, um, uh, it, it, I think it like removes your ego a little bit. And I'm not talking about taking like massive amounts. I'm talking about taking a few of these things. Um, in fact, I know some professional fighters that, um, one guy, he microdoses before every single fight. I've heard that about UFC fighters and stuff. Yeah. I seen you at the UFC, that fucking five second knockout and there's you in the fucking crowd. What was it like to be there in person for the Masvidal knockout? It was cool, man. I, I actually hit up Dana like fucking midnight the night before the fight and it was sold out and i was like hey um you know you got any you got any seats like if not like no big yeah. deal i can go with cowboy and he's like how many seats you want i was like uh you know if i could get me and three chicks it'd be dope and he's like he's like no problem fucking kick kicked fucking four guys out of the seats and gave me fucking front row right behind him he's a super cool dude man yeah. really really nice guy 
Um, Do you hang out with any of those UFC guys? You said Cowboy, is that Cowboy Cerrone? Yeah. Yeah, you mates with him. Yeah, he's a good he player. enjoys a good time as well. He's on the fucking jet skis. I that? like Cowboy, man. He's, he's a real, real good dude. Hell of a um, fighter as well. Great fighter. Fucking super solid. Went, uh, went snowmobiling with him. Had some good times. He's a... Uh, went, 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 uh, went wake surfing. We've had some fun, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah, real so good. Fucking played paintball at like midnight <laughs> drunk at my house. Yeah, he is fucking wild, this guy. Fucking Joe Shelling is so drunk he fucking fell asleep in the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, taking it back to these the women back in the day, like when you first started meeting girls, because we're all looking at the the evolved version of you where you're just the the, get, the expert at the end of the game. Yeah. What were you like when you were making the mistakes that all of these young guys make? Did you make mistakes at the start like everyone else did, or, or did you sure, see it differently from day one? Fuck no. No, I'm no fucking savant. So you fell in love straight away and that type of shit, or, or did you ever fall in love with a girl? No. I've yeah. been in love with girls, but that's not like the pitfall. The pitfall is not having the confidence or the initiative to just go and meet girls. That's the biggest problem men have is that they're afraid of rejection. And so how I combated that was I would just go up to every single hot girl that I saw and talk to them. And I wouldn't go up and say, oh, you're beautiful. Can I buy you a drink? None of that fucking lame, cheesy shit. I would just have a conversation with them. I would just like try and talk to them about something. And like, yeah, I mean, definitely a decent amount of them told me to fuck off or whatever. But like, I didn't really like put myself in a position where like it was, you know, rejection or acceptance, you know, like a lot of guys do where they go up and, you know, if, if you if you walk up to a girl at a bar and you say, oh, I think you're beautiful. Can I buy you a drink? You've now put her in a binary, you know, situation where it's like, okay, yes or no. Right. But if you just go up and ask her a question or just talk to her, like, you know, most times she's not going to tell you to fuck off, right? But you can gauge her interest in you and also, like, you're... you're she doesn't of, want to feel pressured, does yeah, she? Yeah, and you're not exactly. threatening, you know what I mean? Like, and also, the hotter the girl is, the more, you know, she's had a bunch of guys go up. So you don't... You also don't want to, like, fall into the trap of doing what everybody else does. Um, and so... You know, that's what I did in, in college is I would just, in, in the military a little bit, that's actually when I started, you know, I'd go to the mall and I'd just, I'd go up to every single girl that I saw that I thought was cute and I'd just talk to them. And it, I didn't work out. I didn't get a ton of pussy, but like I got more confidence and I was, you know, talking to The military gave you more confidence. Because like, you seem to be like, when I watch your story on Rogan, you were like the Van Wilder of the military. Like you were there forever. Like, and I've been around well, military guys. Like they fucking make you one of them. Like they were all cunts. Basically. Well, in SEAL training, I was there forever, but yeah. I was only in the military for four years. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I was like the Van Wilder of fucking SEAL training because <laughs> I did 510 days and it's supposed to be a six month course. So I was the Van Wilder of SEAL training for yeah. sure. You can um, keep that. <laughs> what's that? You can keep that time. Van Wilder I like of SEAL training. Uh, what did you learn from that experience, though? Like being around those guys all the time. I know you said some of those guys that you went on with would have, like, they died and shit. Like, and you've yeah, gone three on. quarters of my class died. So yeah. it was actually a blessing in disguise that I didn't graduate, and I thought it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. And that was kind of a life lesson that I took forward: is that a lot of times things that you think are just like the worst fucking possible outcome actually turn out to be some of the best things that happen to you. And sometimes some of the things that you think are great ended up turning out to be, you know, the shittiest thing. But you didn't have, this is the weird thing, because I, I remember going into military, uh, you know, offices and being interested. Oh, you were in the military? So I was ended up becoming a deep sea diver, or, offshore, commercially. Oh. But before then, I was considering the military. And I remember I went down to the Marine Center, and I, I looked around, and you're just like, you start realizing, like, what the fuck is going forward. But for me, I didn't have much of a, an option. And when I watched you, I was like, holy shit, like, 
this guy d- did have options. You had a lot of options around you, and you still chose. Like, you must be fucking crazy to have chosen that. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I was some fucking great patriot or, you know, it was no, like, noble reason. It was just because I got thrown in jail and my dad, um, you know, he went in the military as a Green Beret and went to Vietnam. All right. So this and is whatever. A- and, that, and he ended up getting into Harvard Business School and all that. So that was kind of his, you know, the redemption. Blueprint. Right. So. So, well, fuck it, you know, if it worked for him, it'll work for me. And it was that or community college. And I just, I don't know, man, I never wanted to be average. I never wanted to do like regular shit and fucking community college seemed like regular shit, you know, and just wasn't my vibe. So, so and do you, did your dad say that that sort of fixed him sort of thing, give him a good background to, I mean, do- look, the guy went from being a high school dropout to fucking Harvard MBA. So, I mean, like, and then went on to like, I think he made like 400 million in one year. So, I mean, like. It was pretty successful. Did you ever feel like you had a lot to live up to with this guy? Because, like, my dad was a bit of a, a character, and I, sometimes they seem like larger than life. These type of people, with when you're a, a son, I don't know, man. It was weird. Like, I, I always thought I was going to be rich. I didn't know how. I didn't really worry about how. I just always thought I was going to be successful. But you, when I you grow up life. seeing like your dad be so successful, you almost think, "All oh, right, then." Like, so, you know, the mental barriers that I think regular kids who grow up in working class estates in England and America have, like, they they view money as, like, a magical thing that is never going to happen to them. And I think they put those barriers up, like, whereas with you, you sort of didn't have that and you sort of thought, oh, well, yeah, I can, of course I can make money. Like, of course I can. Do you think that that's part of it, maybe? I don't know, man. I really don't know. I just, I feel like I never worried about it. Mm -hmm. I just always felt like, when I was in the military, I didn't give a shit about it. All I cared about was, you know, being a Navy SEAL and blah, blah, blah. And then when I went to college, I started playing poker. And I think that's when I kind of like put the money on a pedestal more because that was, I mean, that's how you quantify how good you are, right? Is how much money you made. So, um, and I also started seeing it as freedom um, because the more money I had, the more I could tell people to get fucked and do what I wanted to do. And I like that. Yeah, you, you don't want a boss. You don't come no. across as that guy. Well, for someone no, who really doesn't didn't. want a boss, you went into the military, which is like the... I did, which was, was like the, the total opposite. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a type of guy, man. I just, I function well in extremes. Um, so right. I do well on like one end of the spectrum or the other. I just, that middle ground is what's not my deal. Yeah. Um, do you so, like high pressure situations then, clearly? Yeah, but I like I said, I just, I don't know, man. It's just extreme. Just something like... On the on one end of the spectrum or the other, I feel like that's when I function best, like with extreme structure or total freedom. But kind of like that middle, like oh, you got to go into work at like nine o'clock and you got a boss. The regular shit. The yeah. regular shit. I just never boring. It, and know, it feels a little bit like mon- uh, you, obviously, you know, I, you know, I don't want to get too touchy feely about it, but obviously, monkey see, monkey do. If you've got a father or family around you who are you know making a lot of money, living in extreme circumstances like you say you don't really know any different you don't you've you've always had that you know what i mean you've always had that kind of well, mentality well i grew up poor right. and then my dad made a bunch of money and then i went in the military and i was on my own so paid actor portrayal i didn't see it coming life can be so unpredictable after losing my dad it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me the mortgage car payments and all the other bills even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. 
I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Um... Do you, do you mind if I, you know, when, when the money came along, did that change you at all? Did it change, like, your perspective? Um, you mean when I was younger or when yeah, I Yeah, when, my... when you were younger. No, you know, when, when you... Oh, when you my remember? dad made the money? When you, yeah, when you... Do you, you remember, like, before? actually thinking things are different? Or was it just like, oh, well? Um, it was weird, man. Like, my dad made a ton of money and he built this crazy house. But I didn't really spend much time living in it. I think I only lived in it for, like, a couple of years. And he never had all the cool toys. Like, right. he didn't have the fast car. He didn't have the fucking nice watches. He didn't have, like... He didn't trappings. do it right, essentially, yeah. He just didn't have all the shit that I kind of cared about, you know? And, like, my next-door neighbor did. Like, he had, a, he had a house, like, a fourth of the size of ours, but he had all that dope shit. He had the Lamborghini. He had the fucking Rolls-Royce. He had the cool watches. He had the hot stripper girlfriends, you know? The cigarette boat. And I'm like, here's my dad, like, driving You're sitting there, your team. dad. The next door neighbor's fucking killing it, man. Yeah, like, Your what shit. the fuck are we doing? Were you looking yeah. over the fence? Or were you like, hey, yeah, I mean, they like, have kids? We were family friends. So, I mean, I, you know, I'd hang out with them. And, you know, fucking guy took me to a strip club. And he had the hot chicks. And it was just like, everything my dad didn't have. Where are these um, family friends that you get? Like, where, where, <laughs> just going out with the neighbors. Oh, where are you going? Doesn't matter, dad. Doesn't matter. It's fine. I'll see you later. Right? He educated you. Yeah. Did, it, did, did you feel a little like you were a little... You had your eyes opened in a way by neighbors like that? I mean, I just knew that that was the kind of shit that, that like, I cared about. I didn't care about, like, the 44,000-square-foot house right. with the shitty car. Like, I wanted the smaller house with the dope toys. Right. Like, I just wanted the toys, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why when I, you know, got rich personally, I just bought every fucking toy. I remember I got to the point where I had, like, a Lamborghini fucking parked on the street, you know, and it was, like, raining, and I didn't have the top on. And I'm just like, okay, this is getting to the point where it's, like, a little ridiculous, right? Like, we're, like... Letting fucking, you know, $600,000 cars get fucking drained in the rain. Like, okay, like, yeah, maybe. What is your favorite car, by the way? Um, You know, I used to be, like, a really big car guy. And now I'm more into the off-road stuff. Like, I got a, it's like a, tro- well, it's, a, it's called a pre-runner. It's basically a trophy truck with a with a cab on it. Yeah. Um, and that shit, to me, is super cool. Because, like, bombing through the desert at, like, 100, 110 miles an hour, going through fucking five, six-foot whoops and just, you know, taking it like it's a fucking nothing and, being fucking sideways and jumping it. I mean, that that shit's, like, so much cooler than driving a Lamborghini on the street to me, so. Yeah. Um, it's still good, though, bro. He's, we made a video about driving a Lamborghini. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I did enjoy yeah. that. Was, yeah, no, I mean, it's all right. I, but, you know, I raced him at the track, too. So once I did that, then it was, like, kind of hard to drive on the street, you <laughs> yeah. know, because the track is fun. Like, I actually, I, I really do like racing on the track. Mm. Um, but it's just one of those things where, to do it you gotta like fucking send the car out there you gotta rent the track then you gotta find buddies that have those cars and you know the times that we've like tried to rent those cars they've like chipped them and so they shut them down yeah. on the track oh, they fucking fuck. came out and got us it's yeah. like you know because they're fucking tracking what's what's going on with these things so it's not like you can just go rent it go to the track and rip it it's, yeah. I mean sometimes you can but man we like lost some security deposits I had a guy fucking repo the car I mean it's just wow. we had some nightmares with the rentals um what about 
What about this, uh, you know when you started putting all this shit on Instagram and like everyone seems to think this was a grand master plan and marketing masterclass, like how you built this empire. But you, the way you describe it is just like you were just putting cool shit out there. Was it, was it a part of a master plan or was it just fun? No, man, I was just, um, I was just trying to get laid with less effort and um, social media just seemed like the, the way <laughs> to do it. Instagram's amazing for that, isn't no, it? No, I'd it was, imagine. It was, it was great, man. It was just like, and also, you know, I was like documenting my life and, and the cool shit that I was doing because when I was younger, um, we would go on trips to my fraternities and stuff and we had this one guy that used to video and take pictures and, and it was just like annoying. He'd be like, oh, like fucking stop with this shit. But then at the end of the trip, he'd come up with this fucking video, or this yeah. compilation or these pictures and be like, fuck, man, that's dope. Like, I'm really glad that we had that. You never want to take the pictures or do the shit. But then afterwards, you're like stoked that you got it. And so the Instagram was kind of cool because, you know, it's just the opportunity to kind of like document like the cool shit that you're doing. And also I found numerous times when I'd like try and figure out like, Oh, when did I go to can or when did I do this? Or when was I dating this girl? Or when was this trip? And I'd just go through the Instagram and it's kind of like a timeline of like, you can figure out like when you did shit. And so there was that. You, you know. do have layers on your Instagram sort of you, uh, kind of building towards the man you are now. Like we, uh, you know, obviously before every interview you go, check this motherfucker's instagram yeah uh to be fair yours is one of the more fun ones i've checked um and you go back and you you sort of see you as you i don't know it's quite sweet you almost see as like a younger man who's kind of just getting into this do you know what i mean you're 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 still fresh face now but you're a little more you know young and sort of like a young yeah, no. man you know it was a progression for sure man do you remember the notoriety that you got from it because yeah. i remember like it's a bit of a weird one but you sort of remember the first time you heard about your instagram account do you know what i mean people go have you seen this fucking bullshit guy putting pictures up with girls and okay. all this and then people go what do you think and then you go and check it and yep. do you remember that notoriety sort of growing i remember when it, i'll never forget when it first was real to me um i was in can this was i want to say like 2014 and a couple of buddy of mine um and me chopped a boat i think the I think the 12 days ended up costing us like 1.6 million or something. And we're on this boat, partying out there. And first night we were there, I go into this uh, club, or not club, restaurant, and um, Ron Perlman's manager comes up to me and he's like, hey, you know, Ron Perlman wants to meet you. Is it, like, is it cool if he comes over? I'm like, yeah, of course, like bring him over. Guy comes over, he's tell him about this movie that he wants to do and I don't know if you're familiar with him but he did like Hellboy Sons of Anarchy he was like you know fucking big yeah, actor I love Sons of Anarchy yeah dude's legit and uh, so he's telling me about this movie and he's like you know we got this guy he's gonna play the grandfather I'm gonna play the dad and like it'd be cool if you played the son and basically grandfather World War II guy um, he would be the Vietnam guy I'd be the Desert Storm guy and he's like trying to tell me about this movie I'm super interested Every, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds, somebody would come up and they were asking me for a photo. I'm like, yeah, sure, take the picture. Next guy comes up and interrupts him again. Next guy comes up. I mean, this happened, like, I'm not exaggerating, like 20 fucking times. And then finally, like, somebody came up and asked him for a picture. And he stands up. He's like, oh, like, who the fuck am I? Like, you want a picture with me? Like, you sure you don't want a picture with this guy? And he was joking, but I could tell, like, you know, he was like a little bit like, what the fuck? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, so I know he was like, what the fuck? Because this is like a, you know, fucking big celebrity. And I'm just like some Instagram dude. And I was just like, wow, man, I'm in a foreign fucking country. Like, I'm in France. And I've got all these fucking people coming up to me asking me for photos. And it was just like really 
weird and surreal because, you know, I, I didn't really leave my house that much in the U.S. Like, I just, like, you know, I lived in L.A. and I lived in Vegas and I would more just, like, chill in the house. So I didn't really, like, see too much of this. I mean, we'd go to parties, but, like, in L.A., like, you know, there's a lot of celebrities and a lot of, like, big celebrities and stuff. So it's not really, like, a thing and it's not cool to, like, go up and ask for photos. So I remember just, you know, being like, wow, this is like a real thing. And then I'd go to the club and like all these, you know, guys were coming over and then it led to, you know, girls coming over. And I end up like, I don't know, I think I fucked 14 girls in 12 days. And I was just like, you know, it's pretty solid numbers, right? Like, you know, just out of nowhere. And, you know, I got Justin, yeah, I got yeah. Justin fucking Bieber laid. It's, you know what I mean? Like I'm hanging out with like, you know, celebrities and we're doing, you know, dope shit and we're having a party on our yacht. And like our party was like better than fucking Cavalli's party. And, you know, this is like, this is a crazy thing. It was, it was weird. It was all new to me. Um, but that was, that was the trip where, you know, paparazzi was like following us. And it was funny because I remember like we were walking with Bieber and like his level was like fucking crazy. Like his shit was like, you know, like in the movies, like where there's like 50 of these motherfuckers mobbing him. And he's, you know, mine was obviously not like that, but it was still to the point where like, you know, fucking people were like swarming us and, you know, taking pictures. And it was, you know, it's just a weird thing. And What's I, he like, by the way, Bieber? I, you know, I mean, he was a kid, man. He was a young, young kid. He, you know, seemed like a, you know, nice guy or whatever. But he's, you know, he's a fucking young kid that has, you know, a bunch of fame and money. And I mean, like, I'm surprised he wasn't like super fucked up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, it was, that was the trip that it was, you know, it was like, wow, um, this is a fucking real thing. And we're in a foreign country and this is getting me laid. And this is, you know, like, it's like, this is not just like an Instagram thing. This is like a fucking, like I'm actually famous. That's, it was just weird. Quite surreal. Yeah. No, and it felt overnight sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, cause like I said, I hadn't really like done anything until that trip. And you know, at the time I only had like a few million followers, like two and a half million or something, you know? And so it was just like, is one thing when you're killing it in your own hometown, but when you just go to France and like everyone fucking wants. What to I'm see saying, it. it's That's like crazy. what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like we're not in our country, and yeah. this is like you know. Yeah, when we when I get recognized in different countries, that that's when I'm shocked as well. Like, that's Especially really in France, like no, you know. And it's this hard is to also fucking can where it's like all the big celebrities. Yeah, yeah. with the know? big with the bigger yachts and with the bigger fuck lifestyles. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like you know. This is, you know, you got the fucking A-list guys out there, man, so... Who are your, like, closest celebrity... Have you got any, like, real good celebrity friends? Because we see you around with these guys quite a lot. I've seen, like, Chris Brown at your parties and stuff like that. Yeah. I would consider my celebrity friends more acquaintances. Oh, um, yeah. You don't feed into it too much. I mean, Aoki, I've known him for, like, nine or ten years, but he works so much. I don't really hang with him a lot. He's working all the time, but... um. You know, it's, it's, it's celebrities kind of like a weird thing, man. Like, it's kind of isolating. They always want to go around the entourage, and I don't fucking do the entourage thing. Um, and also, they're just, um, I don't know, a little bit like they're really walled up. Everybody's always trying to get something from them. Um, Have you become more like that since the, this all popped off? Yeah, for sure. I guess the thing with them, with you, is they know you don't have anything to gain from them. So when you go to them, it's not like they're going, "This guy's back for some money." Or like, do you well, know that, what I mean? That's, that's why I have access, like I do. You know, like right. I have access to like pretty much every fucking major celebrity, and I mean, I know a lot of them, and it's because like I'm not, you know, I'm like fucking 
more well-known than fucking a lot of them, which is like a fucking super crazy thing, right? And then, like, I don't know, I got more money than a lot of them, too. So it's never, like, a situation where I'm, like, trying to get something from them or whatever. And they know that. Um, if anything, they're, you know, trying to get something from me because I'm always, you know, have the hot chicks around. I'm throwing the parties and whatever. So my relationships in L.A. are pretty much, um, like, if I can't get something from you, like, I don't really fuck with you because in L.A. everybody's, like, trying to use you for something. So I'm okay having, like... A mutual, you know, beneficial relationship where you're getting somebody something from the person, they're getting something from you. But if I can't get something from somebody, like I don't really fuck with them in LA. Like I got my friends that I know are my friends that I've known for a while, like people I've been in the military with, college or whatever. But as far as like guys in LA, if I can't benefit from them, I don't really fuck with them. You know, like I just don't because everybody's like trying to get something from me. They want to, you know, get. You know, they want to, you know, get access to my girls or they want to, you know, go to my parties. You know, it's just like everybody's got some fucking agenda. Agenda, So I just, you know. It's not genuine then, is it? No, man. People in L.A. are so fucking fake that I just, you know, I don't really fuck with them. It must be the same with girls as well, though. So you must realize that if a girl is trying to get into you, what do you... What do you call a group of women? Your circle. Or I don't want to say harem. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. If a girl is trying to get into that, in, into your pictures and those kind they of, they want things, to be one of the ignite you, girls and stuff. Yeah, do you, but I that's mean, the do thing is, I don't care why a girl's into me. See, a lot of guys like they want a girl to be into them because they're attracted to them physically or this or that. And like to me, like physical attraction is like one of the most superficial things because that's like what you're born with, right? But your intelligence and like what you've built. Your empire, your business, like, you know, all that stuff, like, you know, your power, like all that is like more of who you are, you know, or what you've built um, and what that says about you as a person than like what you were born into. Like looks is probably the most superficial thing of all. And looks is pretty fleeting, too. You know, like most girls don't stay good looking for a super long time. So what's your secret? What's my secret? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, working out in stem cells, I guess. If anything, well, I so fucking stem cells. Prefer, if anything, I prefer it when they're actively repulsed by me because then sure. I think, God, I must be killing it in every other apartment. Yeah. You must love I so many women. Um, it's a joke, sorry. Uh, so, but then uh, you must, uh, there are people who are obviously always trying to get into your group because they want, you know, they must think, you know, if I get alongside this guy, 1.5 million or whatever, so many million people are yeah. going to go, shit, I love her. You know? how, how did they become part of that group then? Is there a process? Application. <laughs> I mean, are you looking at like, like, all right, yep, no, aha, maybe. I mean, is there a pile? Oh, as far it's, as a girl? A yeah, way, like yeah. What, what happens? Because there's always new ones all the time. I'm wondering what's happening yeah, because I kind of need this process. So we do test shoots at the house like once a week because there's so many girls that are catfish now. Oh, wow. What, what, how do they catfish? What they don't? They just turn up and you go. Bro, this is nothing. Fake like Instagram the, pictures. The, the Facetune is fucking out of control now. Sure. Oh. Like the level of like photo manipulation is fucking like an epidemic. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, somebody, I, I somebody seen you tweet this these bitches. Like it's so bad. You said if a girl doesn't have a video on her Instagram, be suspicious. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. <laughs> I mean, and the fucked up part is. Now, with the Facetune 2, they can fucking edit their videos, yeah. dude. It's so crazy, man. Like, it's so crazy. So, like, even Snapchat, like, these filters, they make their eyes bigger, their nose smaller. Like, it's, you know, it's a whole thing. Like, it's crazy, man. They smooth their skin, like, so they don't even have to do it. It's just, it's a different level of fake shit. And now, now these, you know, a lot of the bigger Instagram girls actually really aren't even that hot because... They get lazy. They're getting paid all this money, 
And for them, it's like, oh, do I work out or do I just face tune my fucking gut? You know, and they just face tune their fucking fat gut. So, I mean, it's... Can you blame them, really? Well, I mean, look, I get it, man. But I don't know. I mean, I I would say yes, I blame them because I work out every fucking day and I ain't getting paid shit to work out. You know what I mean? I've been doing that shit for 20 fucking years. So if my job was to look hot, you can bet your fucking ass I'd be in that motherfucking gym. You see the food I'm eating? This shit tastes like fucking ass. It's fucking (laughs) rice and vegetables. Shit tastes like shit, man. We've got our food review. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that's the uh, Mandrake Hotel. Well, it's a, yeah. No, I mean, I asked, I asked for the shit. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I tell them I want it fucking bland. But it's the point folk. is that, I, you know, if it was up to me, I'd be eating Snickers bars and fucking Captain Crunch. You know right. what I mean? Like, well, like these fat bitches are. But you know, I actually want to be in good shape. So I eat fucking healthy. I'm disciplined. I go to the fucking gym when I don't want to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Like, so I just would expect out of a girl where her, her sole occupation is to look good that she can dedicate four to five fucking hours a week to fucking work out. Like, it ain't, you know what I mean? This ain't like a lot. I mean, I'm just saying. I think everyone should work out though. Like, I, I think a lot of people, when they course, get in relationships, they fuck it up. But if you're getting paid to look good. Oh, especially. Exactly. Yeah. Right? If it's your business, it's a little different, That's isn't what it? I'm well, saying. Yeah. Then there's less fucking excuse. I just right? want to give a shout out to Jennifer Lopez. 50 years at the top. She is sure. an absolute legend. She's been in the top 50 the, well, years. She's 50, feel, she's 50 now. She I don't is, think she was born and they just went, brilliant. She is hot as fuck. Though. Right. Like, at, at 50. <laughs> well done, Jayla. I, I keep looking at her thinking, like, you are crazy hot. Like, for 50, though. Right. It's amazing. amazing. She still looks thirty. I think um, Angelina Jolie's in that category too, right? I don't know. I've not seen her in a. I'm, she's I'm, a dying piece. She apparently she's been asking out uh, go on. someone else in it. Like she went from Brad Pitt and then went to another celebrity fella. I mean, Brad Pitt. Where, where do you go good. from there, man? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> they, Only down. They're both trading down after that. Aren't they? I think that was part of their problem. Brad Pitt looks great for his age as she well. She looks a bit crazy. Do you meet a lot? I mean, you must meet a lot of celebrities and just sort of go, "Shit, you don't look like that on film." Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's the thing about celebrities is whatever you see is the absolute best they're ever going to look. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're seeing them with stage makeup, with the fucking, you know, cameras hitting them at the right angle. Yeah. So that's actually kind of tough because it's like, yeah, a lot of times in the paparazzi catch these people, it's just like they're never going to look as good as, you know, what they're expected to look. So it's, you know, kind of a bummer. Yeah, that must be kind of demeaning in a way where it's sort of. I get we- really annoyed when people take pictures of me and I don't know. Because, like, you know, and you're just, like, breathing out. And you're like, oh, fucking hell, man. Just let us know. I'll just sit up like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I'm on the train, just, like, gut hanging out. I'm like, oh, fuck. How much of you... Because, obviously, your Instagram is, is is massive. Is it is it a lot of it, like, okay, guys, today we're going to be just doing a shoot? Or is it literally someone goes, we'll take a picture down, and, and then you guys just pose up, how and much back of it, to your How day? much of it is pre-planned? Because you obviously have oh, a team. I fucking post maybe once a week. Yeah. And it's, like... I'm so big on candid. Like, I never want to, like, set up a shot for Instagram. Like, I don't like that, dude. I like to, like, get a candid, authentic shot of, like, what I'm doing. And, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be organic. Like, you can just tell, man. Like, when you see a picture, you can just tell if it's real. And I think that's why my shit's been, like, as successful as it has because, I just don't do fake shit. Like my shit is authentic. Like I've seen a few people try to copy you, but it's so pre, like staged. Yeah, like, and I'm like, yeah, it's lame, bro. It's not. It's not real. You know. Like, do you realize I, how many people though obviously look at your pictures and go, "Fuck, this is so, this is so staged." Do you? What do you think of those kind of people? Like you know, you just had a BBC interview where they sort of go, "You're misogynistic." I've been talking to you for like an, I don't know how long I've been talking to you, but. A lot of what you say, actually, when you explain it, doesn't sound as uh, in the way that you would perceive it, maybe. A lot of people just look and go, 
hot girls, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What do you think of people who sort of judge you negatively? Man, they're going to judge me. I mean, it's just the way of the world. Like, you ain't going to be famous and not have people, you know, say right. negative shit. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, come to the territory. I mean, you just got to accept that. Um, people don't like people who are comfortable in their own skin. And you are, to me, like, the ultimate of that because you're putting it out there. Like, what a lot of men are actually doing, like, with women and stuff. You're just being, like, really open and honest about it. And I think when people are like that, it pisses people off who are like the BBC, basically. <laughs> I I think that the people that get the most upset about it are the guys that like have to pay the girls to fuck them because for them it's such a, a, a like a negative stroke to their ego right. that somebody could be doing this without paying girls. Uh, not not like anything against guys that pay girls because like here's the thing, man. The purest form of transaction is a guy that pays a girl to fuck him. The girl knows exactly what she's getting and the guy knows exactly what he's getting and both parties are happy and there's nothing wrong with paying for sex. Like, I stand by that. Oldest job? What's that? It's the oldest job in the world. It is. First job ever. It's fucking totally fine, man. I just, for me, I can't get into it if I feel like a girl's, you know, fucking me for any other reason than, you know, she's into me. And like I said before, I don't care why she's into me. I don't care if she's fucking me because she wants to get famous or like whatever. My issue is... If a girl's like fucking me, like, cause she wants to make $1,500, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, like, I can't get into that sex, you know, like that sex is never as good. Like I've fucked hookers. So like, I know it's just not a, like, it's not my, they're deal. on the clock, I suppose. Though. Yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's just, just so hour. transactional, yeah. you know? And, uh, and I'm just, you know, it's not my thing, but look, I get it, man. Like there's a lot of guys that have, you know, sugar babies and they have like, you know, four or five girlfriends on payroll and. And I get it. Like, the guy gets the girl, like, the best years of her life is basically leasing a Ferrari, and he gets what he wants, and the girls, she's got four or five boyfriends paying the same fucking bills, and she's living high off the hog, and, you know, she's got to throw some pussy here and there and whatever, but, like, you know, I mean, I'd fuck somebody for money, right? So, I mean, I'm not going to, like, knock it. Um, It had to be, you know, the right number, but, like, percentage of net worth, they're getting a lot, so, like, everybody wins. I get it. Like, I, you know, I'm not hating on them, but I just think that, like, for these guys... Ego wise, for them to know that I'm fucking their girls for free, and you know what I'm saying, and like, and, and fucking better girls, and not paying, it's just like they they can't they 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 can't let themselves like accept that, you know, because it's like this is not their reality. They're like no fucking way, yeah. Right. Like this is no no no. Do you ever have to make a girl sign NDAs and shit like that just to be like every girl, yeah. every girl that walks into my house signs an NDA? Does that take away a little from the? Uh, you must, mystique you must go for a lot of paper. <laughs> you fucker. It's a digital thing. I got it down to a PDF now yeah, where you just sign print, on an iPad. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, they sign on an iPad. I hate to say I worked it out, but oh. I worked it out. Um, um, here's a question. Let's say next five years you have a child. Just just let's throw a question then. Okay. A daughter, we'll call her Daniela Bilzerian. Okay. Original. And then in 30 years' time, she's like, I'm going to do like my dad did. Starts an Instagram up. She's rich. And she's got a load of men around her. And she's going, hey. And the men are all bodybuilders. They're all prime steak guys, like bodybuilders. And she's sort of, she's got them all around her. And she's partying. And like, she's like, yeah, I'll just get all the dick I want. I'll get as much cock as I want. This is his daughter. No, no. I mean, this is his imaginary daughter. Okay. okay. And she's like, if they're not ten inches, they don't they don't even come through the door. And and every time well, I get that, their that dick take, print, that takes me out of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> I get their dick print before they even come in the door. Right. right. So, you sign the iPad. No, right. Setting the bar pretty high. Yeah. At the time, man. Fuck. <laughs> she she she's only getting the best. Um, right. 
Like longer talking, isn't better. She's saying. talking like you talk. Like here's the thing, bro. What would that be like? It ain't like that because the thing is, for a woman and for a guy, and this is the thing that BBC reporters didn't understand. It's not the same. Like a woman, a good-looking girl can get laid almost any time, any place, and because of that, you know, she shouldn't. It's like it's like power, man. It's like, you know, you're a fucking big guy, right? So if if you go to a fucking junior high and you go beat the shit out of some fucking kids, nobody's gonna high five you for that. Right. That's what it's like for a hot girl to go to a bar and fuck somebody. Exactly. It's like you going to a sixth grade fucking class and beating the shit out of. No, somebody. they're getting off a dick everywhere. That's the exactly difference. Exactly. Yeah. point. The so the point is, you know, if you go beat up an MMA fighter, okay, I can respect that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So my point is that for a for a hot woman to go out and get a bunch of dick. It's not like it's, it's not impressive it, anymore. It, yeah, it's not, it's not impressive because men are horrible yeah, pieces of shit. Well, it's not even that, man. It's just like guys, you know, like I have an obligation. Like if a hot girl wants to fuck me, I almost feel like obligated as a man to fuck her. So yeah, but like, we seem to wake that's up a good every line, morning. Write that down. Yeah, that's but a great line. When we wake up in the morning, we have this like this urge in it, and it's just there every fucking day, like. We need it every day. You know, okay. women seem better at restraining themselves. Well, it's, it's not that. It's just that, that if you could get. What if you could get it anytime you want, you wouldn't value it as much. That's the whole fucking point. So do you not value it then? I don't value it as much anymore because I can get it so much. Yeah. Like I'm still a sex addict. But like give me a fucking drought and I'll be like, shit, like I value it more. Like I you know, like I'll put in more effort to get it. Like right now, like the level of effort that I would put in to get a piece of pussy is pretty fucking low. <laughs> <laughs> but you start me out for a start me out for a few weeks. And I'll start Cold fucking tick. climbing some mountains. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I like, you know, that's the thing, right? So it's never gonna be equal like that because, you know, for a woman, like I said, they just, you know, they can get it whenever they want. So that's, and that's why there is a double standard is because for a guy to go out and fuck a lot of hot girls, that's tough. It's an accomplishment. And I don't give a shit who you are. Like, it's not like super easy to do that. Yeah. But I, I, you know? I guess the, the problem, like a lot I, of the time. I want to ask one question. Oh, before. sure. The thing is, though, and when you're used to driving Ferraris and Lambos all the time. Stop talking about fast Do cars. you ever get to a point with these girls where it's just a bit like, uh, whatever. Like, you know, like, you know, where they should become sort of normal and a bit. You, do you ever just get bored of that? Or like, do you, is there a the, way? The, the to, thing is, man, every girl is different. Like every girl fucks different. Every girl like has something different. Like their like their personality is different. Like the smell. Just everything, man. Like they're just I don't know, dude. Like well hopefully their pussy smells like Fiji water. That's, <laughs> right. that's Fiji water does smell nice. Fiji water is nice. That's what I'm looking for. Um Do you ever go like, come on now? Come I said this. Fiji water. Yeah. This is that, Avion. Clean that up. Um, oh, if I if I start having sex with a girl and it smells at all. I fucking take that condom off, go right in the shower, and fucking that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> oh my god! This is no, this is the thing with you. You don't have to be polite at all, do you? No, I mean I'm not like an it's asshole about it, but I'm just like, hey, like you probably got like BV or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I tell them. I mean, it's, it's like it's a pretty common thing. It's not like the end of the world. You no, know? Like, but like I just got the gonna, diagnosis of Dumbbell's right. age. Yeah, no, but <laughs> so, I'm not gonna like finish fucking. I'll take the condom off and go shower and just tell them like what's up. I mean, I did it just. I mean, fuck, just the other day. I mean, <laughs> It's whatever. I mean, it's not. not How like, did she react to that though? Like, what did she say when you said like? I mean, not. sometimes I get a little embarrassed, but then other times it's also like I mean, because I've had girls that I've been like regularly hooking up with that I that I would be like, oh, like you know, it smells off. Like, 
just go get it checked out or whatever. And then they'll go get it checked out and it'll be like, you know, bacterial vaginosis, which is like a pretty common thing with girls. They'll take some pills and it'll be good. And, and they'll actually like shit like that, like makes them more comfortable around you because then it's like, okay, like we can kind of talk about whatever. You yeah. Know? When you don't act like it's a big deal yeah, and you'll like, just whatever. chill about like, it. Just go, and... go get your shit fixed. Like whatever. Like I'm not going to like, you know, sit there and like try and like, you know, fuck this chick if her pussy smells you know i'm just like you know but you'd appreciate it if it was the other way if they went hey i think there's something else down there because yeah, i'll just go to the shower yeah if she, right. she's like yeah you smell i'll be like okay no worries i'd go jump in the shower like yeah. whatever like and I, I, or so, your breast stinks okay i'll go brush my teeth she's like, thinking to herself i better keep sucking because this instagram post i'm getting is going to get me a lot of followers here i need to finish this job finish strong you stay till the fucking job <laughs> yeah. is done she just puts a peg on her nose and goes fuck it sure uh i mean it's definitely one way of living I guess the other side to it is people like the BBC or bigger corporations look at you and they go, well, if he's doing it, he must be advocating that everyone should do that. And I guess through the, the, the time that we've been chatting to you, it's not like you're going, hey, everyone needs to live like me and I'm the guy that everyone should look up to. It sounds like you still have a lot of respect for people who live in different ways to you. I mean, shit, man. You can be just as happy, you know, hanging out with your buddies, drinking yeah. a fucking beer at a bar and, you know, talking shit and whatever, like, Good CBD pen. I didn't make that much money in the military. I was just as happy as I am now. True story. Yeah. And it sounds like, yeah, that, that's, I don't know, it's weird because I kind of expected to get a different vibe. <clears throat> I expected you to be different. Do you know what I expect? I you come across as a very working class guy. I mean, Rob, fucking, you know what I mean? I've been in the trenches. Like, yeah. I was in the military four years, college four years, I was a cop four years. Like, I mean, the people that I hang out with, ex-military dudes, you know, kids yeah. I grew up with. UFC fighters like you know these aren't rich dudes I hang out with rich guys too but I mean I don't know like I got more money than most of these motherfuckers so I don't really like care too much about it you know it's just more about like who the guy is and right, yeah. you know so I don't know I, I think like a lot of guys put a lot of emphasis on their money or like their self worth on their money um, you should be proud of like what you've accomplished and like who you are as a person, not so much like what your bank account statement looks like. Cause there's always going to be somebody richer than you. You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of a, I don't know. Yeah. How, how do you deal with like the spiritual side of stuff? Like, are you, cause a lot of people would look at your life and go, okay, so he's ticked the box of the public image is good. He's fucking girls. Great. how do you deal with the holistic sort of, you know, the, like I say, the spiritual side, the side which makes you, you know, deeply happy. Mm. If that's not too personal of a question. Well, I would say the thing that makes me the happiest is helping people out. Right. So, I would like to focus more on that. Um, I'm just like focused on making billions of dollars right now. I'm kind of like when I have a focus and a goal, I just do whatever the fuck it takes to get to that point. But the next goal after that is going to be to focus more on, like, helping people and doing shit that, like, makes me genuinely happy. Um, like, I knew I was going back into hell when I moved to L.A. and fucking started this whole fucking thing. Because, like, this lifestyle is, like, it's tough. I mean, it's pure fucking unadulterated hedonism. Um, You're in a snake pit in many regards. I guess oh, yeah. you're surrounded by people who you know that <clears throat> there's you're an opportunity for them. And you need to treat everyone at that sort of face oh, yeah. value in it money fame the whole fucking thing is super isolating mm -hmm. but look i got a fucking goal i'm gonna do whatever the fuck it takes to accomplish it and after that i'm gonna focus on you know my next step and you know the key is you know the key to be successful is to you know focus on that one goal 
accomplish that and not try and do 50 million different fucking things, you know? And so right now the goal is to, you know, make Ignite as successful as humanly possible. And then I think probably like focusing on, you know, helping more people out, doing some philanthropy stuff, stuff that like, like you said, kind of like internally makes you feel better. That would really fuck the BBC off of you turning to Mother Teresa, wouldn't it? Nah, not Mother <laughs> Teresa. But, um, you know, and then after that, I think I can become president. So you said it, this, is that a joke? Or no, no, you said this a thing? few times. Yeah. Uh, you're genuinely like yeah. into this. No, I could do it. I mean, after Trump did it, and everyone thought he couldn't do it. I, the, so the check marks that I have to make is I have to make you know at least a billion or two billion dollars, um, and then I have to you know. Focus on, you know, doing the philanthropy stuff, not for the presidency or whatever, because that's actually like what I want to do. Um, and then after doing that for four or so years, I think the next move is to, you know, as part of my platform, give away the bulk of my money, um, keep, you know, whatever, like 500 million, 100 million or whatever, and then be basically uncorruptible. So you, you give away all that money and then you keep only a certain amount, which is enough to where like you don't need any more money, but to where you can't be corrupted. And then the platform that I'd run under would be just like, look, I'm gonna have a panel of people that are experts in all these fields, and I'm just gonna make decisions based on what I think is the right answer. Like, not based on who's paying me, or like, you know, what- like Hillary, for example. Yeah, exactly, like what, what company helped me get into office, or like who I owe, or like, you know, I'm not gonna make this decision based on like, you know, what company's gonna pay me the most, you know, whether it's big tobacco or farmer or whatever. I'm just gonna, I'll probably get assassinated. Probably will, will get assassinated. What a finish though. <laughs> but the point is- <laughs> yeah, Live by the strong, gun, strong, die by yeah, the strong gun. Strong fucking, strong, strong exit. Yeah, the good So, you know. <laughs> get the Instagram story. Yeah, that's the fucking, that's the thing. So, I think that platform, which nobody else has really done, but if you run under like an uncorrupt, uncorruptible stance where like, somebody cannot fucking buy you and you're literally just making the decision of what you think is right with no like ulterior agenda, no extra motive, no whatever, just like a, hey, I'm gonna do what I think is the best thing. Nobody really like does that. Everybody like makes decisions based on all these outside factors mm -hmm. and whatever. But people seem to be voting that way more. So like with Obama, and even Trump, I think I don't think people were voting for them because of the party. It was about who they were as people. So like with Trump, because politics. he was because he did that to the system, right. uh, and because Obama was speaking about maybe things. check their prostate. Well, yeah, know. but uh, uh, people bought into who they were. Do you know what I mean? And I think that you may have a chance. At that have you met Trump? Yeah. What was your? That was it. A long conversation. It was very much sort of like a hey, good to meet you. We spent a few hours. And how was that? Uh, I mean, he's. Seem like a, you know, seem like one of the guys, you know, right. just like whatever, like one of, you know, typical guy that I'd meet at a country club or one of my dad's buddies or, you know, no different than, you know, a thousand other guys that I've met. Right. You know, seem like a nice guy. If you get in, the, the guns will be staying then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what is it about guns you like? Because obviously in England, we don't have guns, but me personally, I'm like, whatever, I couldn't yeah. give a fuck. So what, what is it that you like about them? For me, guns, it's, you know, it's about a defense against tyranny. It's not about hunting. It's not about any of that other stuff. It's about having checks and balances against the government. And a lot of people think that, you know, oh, that's crazy. Like, you could never fight against the government. They have tanks and bombs and whatever. But yeah. what they don't realize is what happened in Vietnam, which was 
we were, you know, we had the Air Force, we had the Navy, we had, you know, more people, we had more guns, we had air support, we had everything. And they won the fucking war because we didn't know who we were fighting against. And that's the whole thing is, you know, if the U.S. government becomes too big and, you know, the people rebel um, or the government tries to take away the guns and people don't want to, the government can't figure out who's the good guys and the bad guys and they can't just go nuke the whole fucking country right so all these you know weapons of mass destruction or these tanks or whatever become like pretty irrelevant if you don't know who you're actually fighting against so having an armed populace is actually like a very powerful thing um and it also you know it prevents crime there's just a slew of reasons why i think it's important for people to have guns um, and are you it, talking in America or yeah. just in general? In America, yeah. Right, right, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, fuck. You could, you know, talk about a bunch of different places. I mean, look at, look at uh, Mexico. I mean, they've got some of the strictest gun laws in the world, and these fucking cartels are fucking shooting people and beheading them in record numbers, right? Yeah. So, hasn't made any effect there whatsoever. And people like to use the example of Australia, but what they don't realize is that Australia is the size of fucking California. Yeah, it's literally the population of one state, one yeah. of our states. So, you know, they're like, oh, well, there's not, you know, any gun violence in, in Australia after they took away the guns. It's like, okay, like you've regulated like one state, you know. Yeah. And so I don't know, man. I, I, just, uh, I just think there's a lot more reasons why it's important for people to have guns than just, you know, hunting or whatever. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of like, you know. You've been uh, caught up in a, in a bit of a gun moment, and that was all over the fucking TV for the Las Vegas Mandalay Bay shooting. And I remember you saying, I'm going to get my gun. Uh, you you on the video you said you seen a girl get shot. Yeah, I mean, was that the first time you'd ever seen someone shot like that, like up close? Uh, and especially, I think she died, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, was that hard for you to like experience? Because that would fuck a lot of people up. That <clears throat> no, not so much. I mean, it was it was shitty. Um, I, I'm actually it's it's funny because that's one more of those situations where I was like so fucking mad that I didn't have my gun there, but. Thankfully, I didn't because had I had my gun, I probably got shot by a cop because, you know, I'd be running around with a fucking gun. And like and they're the, looking for a guy with a gun. Exactly. That's the guy. Exactly. Yeah. And at the time, like, you know, we all thought it was like somebody walking through the crowd, like, you know, Columbine style. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, thank God I didn't have a gun. Um, and, you know, by the time we got back, the shooting was done. And, uh, and there was more about, you know, doing like triage and stuff like that. But, um yeah, it was a it was a pretty pretty hectic thing. I was there for about six and a half, seven minutes of the you know nine minutes the guy was shooting, um, and yeah, nobody really knew where it was coming from or whatever. Tried to get a gun from a cop car, couldn't get it out of there. Then went over to this police barricade and asked a cop for you know one over there, and he was like running off, wouldn't give me one. I was I was actually a cop at the time, so I showed him my ID right. and my badge. Uh, you know, he wouldn't I have. I suppose it. in that moment, it's kind of like that policeman's panicking doesn't really know whether you're you could be someone who's lying to him or sort of yeah, trying to get a gun I mean, for yeah, that reason was, or whatever yeah no I get it I mean at yeah. the time I was just like fuck I gotta get a gun I gotta get a gun I wasn't you know I wasn't really thinking through the whole fucking thing either yeah um, how long were you a cop for? four years where were you a cop? Uh, New Mexico right yeah and so what was most of your job in that time? Um, it was basically I was a reserve cop so we would serve high risk warrants um, with the US Marshal um, What's a high? So it's people who you know are like, dangerous, basically. Yeah, like murder. Oh um, mate, we need a new series. Dan Bilzerian, like the new like dog the bounty hunter. We need to make this happen. No, that, it was, yeah, it's like that's need this shit. shit. I want to watch this. But uh, yeah, the bounty hunters, you know, they have they have different um, 
you know, capabilities because they're not, you know, sworn police officers. Yeah, so we yeah. were we were going in there fucking, you know, machine guns drawn, and it was, you know, there's meth labs, like all sorts of stuff. So it was a different deal. It was, I mean, it was like fucking real shit. And, um, you know, it was basically they didn't have very many um, people there. So it was mostly tier one personnel that were ex-military. Um, and the deal was that you, you know, you got this badge, you can carry in all 50 states. And the trade-off was that you had to go serve these warrants for, um, you know, whatever. It was a few days every, every you know, few months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I did that and... Um, what was it? Was there any like real crazy moments when you did that? Like anything that you remember? Or you just, not really. Like, I mean, I, I kicked the door in and you know did some you know did some warrants and stuff, but I didn't really have any. So, some other guys that I knew. It just really depended on when you went out because some sometimes you know the shit would get fucking crazy. I mean, there's like you know guys that got shot and whatever, but um, the ones that I did, it was you know we did a stakeout, we did a you know a, a room breach and clear and. Um, did some drunk stops and stuff, but nothing really super interesting. Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. One of your one of your craziest stories I've ever heard was when you got coked up and Viagra up and absolutely fucking off your tits, and uh, yeah. you had a couple of heart attacks. Like, can Just you can you yeah can you? I mean, have you done Viagra since then? Nope. Is that it? Because I would have assumed you'd be a, like prescription, like you get the best shit at this point. Because nope. No fucking Viagra. No is this way. just like forever? Like you start put Never you off touching it. that shit again. Yeah. I'm convinced it was that, and not the coke. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not the best cocktail, uh, but yeah, I just whiskey sour me. Uh, what? So, but you did take double the recommended maximum anyway. Uh, you double, triple. I don't even know if quadruple. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was 200 milligrams. What was, was going like through your mind at that time? Like, why would you I don't do know, that? man? I was like, dick get hard. It was, you know, right. like, it had been about two minutes and it hadn't done anything. So right. I was just like panicking, you know, I mean, on cocaine, things feel like they're a lot longer. Um, and, and I just, uh, yeah, the stripper was hot and I wanted to bang her and I knew I had to use a condom and didn't want to fucking have some noodle dick and I hadn't slept in four days and been drinking and I was just, I don't know. So have you calmed down a lot since then? Because when I hear like the stories about the old days, you do seem to be living a bit cleaner and a bit more. Yeah, definitely. You know, less partying. Looking at this, then, yeah. yeah, much much less partying. Uh-huh. Um, don't don't do the heavy drugs. Um, do you drink much? Rarely. Yeah, no. yeah, very rarely. Yeah. Is that con- like a conscious decision? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I don't really like alcohol that much. Um, takes a lot to get me drunk and um i feel like i can't feel sex as much uh when i'm drunk oh yeah it fucks my heart on up yeah like. so it's mm. like for me i'd much rather get high i can feel everything and i i mean the whole reason i end up getting fucked up is usually like i mean most people you know they get drunk to go out and get laid and you know they get more confidence mm. and whatever and i mean i have pussy around all the time so so what's the deal with this uh, CBD pens? Was this part of it? Getting high is one of your things, and obviously it doesn't get you high. Well, yes, but it does. It does yeah, do stuff to relax. help you with your relaxation. Yeah. yeah no, the uh, the CBD is good as far as you know anxiety or um, whatever. It definitely chills you out, helps you sleep. Tastes nice as well. It does taste nice, and there's three different kinds as well, Brian. I'm impressed with it. Yeah, yeah thank you. I'm, well, I'm going to take this all. Yeah, and it's, it's like shooting. something to do too. You know, you're like you're sitting at a bar and you're you know you're smoking a fucking you know pen or whatever and you're drinking it's different than if you're just like sitting there by yourself you know mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of one of the appeals of cigarettes is that 
it gives people something to do where they're not just like you know sitting there with a thumb up their ass. Where do you see this ignite brand yeah, going? Then? This are you got like big plans for this ignite? Because uh, this could be. I mean, there's nothing you can't do with this now, is it? Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing is we have people posting and promoting the stuff for free and they want to be a part of the brand. And um, it's got a lot of traction. I feel like now, like an Ignite Girl is basically like what a Playmate was, you know, in the 60s or 70s. Like if you hear, you know, a girl's an Ignite Girl, you're going to assume that she's pretty fucking hot because we're pretty strict with our standards. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we've really, you know, nailed the lifestyle brand and, um, I think sky's the limit as far as, you know, what we can do with it. And there's no real, you know, CBD or there's no real THC brands out there. You know, the only CBD one that I can think of is Charlotte's web. And that's more of like a family friendly, you know, overpriced, you know, mm-hmm. thing. So how long have we been going boys? Do you know? I got a couple of questions left. Do you got any, uh, any more? I've got a couple of, I mean, I was going to follow up about it being Playmates, but uh, that just kind of, I, I think we've kind of covered yeah, that anyway. All right, yeah. last two questions. Um, if your life was a movie and, uh, you know, you have the turning point, the moment where uh, Scarface comes to America, or what, what, the, the halfway point uh, where uh, Michael and the Godfather comes back and takes over the family, like what is your... What would be that moment in the, your life story where you're like, now I'm going to be the Dan Bilzerian? Like, what was that moment for you? Um, well, wait, like, which part in Scarface? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, I guess that for me in Scarface, it's the moment where he sees her coming down the elevator or something like where he starts getting motivated to take over everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, like, like, where he's like, like before this the, is all going to be mine. Before the real takeoff. Yeah, before, when you. he re- makes his mind up, like he's going to be the fucking boss. Yeah. Um, man, I feel like I've gone past that part. I feel like I'm like at the push it to the limit stage yeah. where they're like, oh, absolutely, yeah. mate. Like, the cash bring, is rolling well, in. Like, like, bringing the fucking bags to the fucking bank. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that moment for you, do you think, looking back? Poker. Like 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. I beat this one dude for like 54 million. And that was like my, you know, Scarface moment where it was just like we were taking in more money than we could spend. And, um, yeah, I had bags of cash and I was making money and gambling, uh, um, sports betting. I was making money sending this dude to China to play. I was just, I had money coming in from every fucking direction. So that was definitely the, the point. Um, and now I feel like I'm kind of at, you know, more of a shift focus on the business stuff and mm-hmm. trying to do something, um, you know, with a bit more longevity, something that is more, you know, personally satisfying, you know, okay. or building something. Can I, cause one thing that, uh, struck me, we, we were sitting and we, I was watching a video of you talking about guys working out and kind of, uh, I think you're talking about steroids or something like that. There was something in there. You were talking about basically how guys as they age can continue to, you know, feel good, look good. And yeah. I, I was kind of struck with that. It's like, you do have a, a lifestyle, which a lot of people associate with being a younger man. Uh, how are you, how do you kind of deal with getting older and accepting that kind of mortality? Cause you are living the opposite yeah. of that lifestyle. Hormone replacement therapy. Right. Yeah. So but I mean, mentally, like how are you dealing, how are you kind of dealing with that? Do you know what I mean? Uh, hormone replacement therapy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, really, you feel like the same sort of thing. No, I mean, seriously, I think that's, um, I, I think hormones play a big role. Mm. Um, 
you see these guys coming home, right, from their, like, desk jobs. They're 40. They're getting fat. They're bald. And, like, they don't feel good about themselves. Yeah. And it's because their testosterone levels are probably dropping a lot. Yeah. I think that's why I feel like I identify more as a black guy um, <laughs> because they have, like, just naturally higher testosterone. And I feel like high dick testosterone. Dick size as well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's a terrible trope. Not all of not all people have big dicks. The, uh, you know, the, the testosterone, it really does play a big part in your thought process in your aggression, your sex drive, your decision making, apparently, as your well, risk taking, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is a thing. Um, and so, as you know, time goes on, as people get older, they're more likely to settle down and, and, and take less risks. And a big part of that is because their hormones are, you know, declining. And so, if you basically keep those hormones where you're at when you're 25, then you're going to be, you know, acting more like, you know, a young guy. And so um, I think hormone replacement therapy is definitely like a big thing. And I think it's, you know, it's catching on. Uh, Most of my doctor friends are doing that. Stem cells, another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But by keeping those hormones where they're at when they're 25, you can really kind of extend your quality of life um and your your motivation stays up there sort of thing you don't get yeah your drive your recovery the whole thing and it's you know it's a slippery slope too once it starts declining and you start losing muscle and you you and you recover slower and whatever it's just you know just keeps you know going down in that direction Mm -hmm. so um i think the key is to keep yourself in that high normal range and um by doing that, your body just has less side effects too. These guys that, that juice really hard and then they get off and they cycle and mm-hmm. they have this yo-yo effect. So what you really should do is you should check your levels, make sure that you're you know you're low. Because if you're not low, then just don't do anything. But if you are low, um, then just you know keep getting tested and you know and take testosterone until you get to that high normal range, and then just stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, you're gonna you know you're gonna feel like you know, you're a fucking young guy for, for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final question is how would you like to be remembered? Hmm. When it's all said and done. Well, I guess as who I am and not who I'm perceived to be, you know, okay. I so think people don't know the full you yet. Maybe. Well, I mean, if you were just to look at my online stuff, I think you'd have a different, perception of who i am than if you you know sat down like we have for an hour or so and talk shop well yeah i i, I mean i i thought you were a bit of a cunt on online because no i don't mean that in it but like i'm like oh, you lucky bastard you know what i mean uh but one that i would like but i didn't realize how down to earth you are as a person like you you're just like a lot of guys that i've like worked with and stuff like that and i didn't yeah. expect that as much out of you so i guess but that's because it's all in a picture, isn't it? And you can't really tell as much. Are, are you planning on putting more of the that out there by doing things like this, I guess, and becoming I th- president? I think as time goes on, people are going to, you know, they're going to start to see, you know, who I am. And, mm. and, you know, that stuff will, you know, come through in the interviews. And, mm. and like I said, is you know, the more people see and the more I do, the more they'll actually get to know who you are. Mm. Um the beginning was just kind of you know it was the craziness man it was the fucking hey we got a bag of money and let's see how fast we can spend it you know your instagram's changed though as well because i i remember the early days and it was just fucking insane man even now it's nowhere near as bad as that like no now calmed it down yeah it's pretty chill (laughs) yeah yeah no it's definitely definitely a lot a lot more chill i mean look you know i'm the ceo of a 
publicly traded company and I've, you know, and I've got a lot of stuff going on, so I can't, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I can, but I, and also I just, I don't know, man, it's, you know, I've got, you know, really high caliber of girls coming through and I'm not trying to portray them in a negative light. And, um, I don't have to like shock people, you know what I mean? Like, in fact, I tone it down from mm-hmm. like, I mean, if I posted, you know, some of the shit that happens, like, you know, fucking it'd blow people's minds, right? Like, I'm posting like the real PG version. Oh, yeah, of my they life. got in the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I, I like, know yeah, no, it's it's way crazier now than it was before, but like the pictures have gone the other <laughs> it's way. It's gone the other way. Yeah, so like back then you were seeing kind of like the crazy shit. Yeah. And well, I mean, some of it, obviously, like the bulk of it didn't get documented, but. Now you're seeing like a much toned down version of like what's actually fucking happening. Lovely. So that kind of sets up for a great podcast number two. I yeah, think, we'll, we'll try and make it happen. Thanks very much, Dan. Appreciate it. We'll uh, Thank I'll you keep a hold of this. Cool, man. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. And uh, yeah, check out everything Dan does. Links in the description below. Cheers. See you later. Nice one, bro. Yep. Good meeting you, pal. Watch that.